Hello, you are listening to Radio Maria, and this is Father Toby with your word for today on this, the Feast of St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross. And I'd like to begin with today's first reading, which is taken from the prophet Hosea. The Lord says this, I'm going to lead her out into the wilderness and speak to her heart. There she will respond to me as she did when she was young as she did when she came out of the land of Egypt. I will betroth you to myself forever, betroth you with integrity and justice, with tenderness and love. I will betroth you to myself with faithfulness, and you will come to know the Lord. So it's quite hard to know where to begin with uh, St. Edith Stein, um, or St. Teresa Benedicta of the the cross, uh, absolutely astonishing woman, an innovative philosopher, a nun, Jewish and Catholic, and a concentration camp martyr. There are so many facets to this remarkable woman, quite rightly made a patron of Europe and a doctor of the church. But there are two points that I want us to contemplate today. The first is that she did not think that in becoming a Catholic, she was betraying her Jewishness, that she was somehow abandoning them during the Nazi persecution in the darkest hour of the Jewish people. Because to be Catholic is not to leave Judaism behind, especially not if you're Jewish. And even for the Gentile Catholic, to uh, paraphrase St. Jerome, we might say, to be ignorant of Judaism is to be ignorant of Christ. I was recently spending some time with my godchildren and it was a great joy to, to pray night prayer with them before we went to bed each evening. And in night prayer we pray that beautiful canticle of Simeon. And I explained to them what it was that it, that it, that it meant. Um, because when Simeon holds Jesus in his arms in the temple, he gives thanks because everything he has hoped for as a Jew is now being fulfilled in Christ. And so we echo those words because to encounter Christ, to know Christ, to, to hold him in our, in, our, in our arms as we do in a metaphorical way in the, in the Eucharist, that is to have everything that is worth living for. Um, we should be able to die a happy death if we've come to the knowledge of Christ. We pray, at last, all-powerful Master, you give leave to your servant to go in peace according to your promise. And my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all nations, the light to enlighten the Gentiles and give glory to Israel, your people. Jesus is the glory of Israel and the light of all the Gentile nations. On the 26th of July 1942, the Dutch Catholic bishops condemned the unmerciful and unjust treatment meted out against Jews by those in power in the Netherlands. Arthur Seyss Inquart retaliated by ordering the deportation of all Jewish converts to Catholicism in the Netherlands, and among these were Edith Stein and her sister Rosa, who had joined her in the religious life. And as they left the convent at Ect, Edith said to her sister, Come, we are going for our people. And then on the 9th of August, 
1942, Edith and Rosa Stein were murdered at Auschwitz. In the first reading, which we just heard earlier, the Lord proclaims his faithfulness to Israel. I will betroth you to myself forever, betroth you with integrity and justice, with tenderness and love. Come, we are going for our people. St. Teresa Benedicta and her sister knew the truth of those words of the prophet Hosea, even as they were being led to their death, and they died in a loving response to them. How had St. Teresa Benedicta, though, come to be a Jewish Catholic in the first place? Well, like with most conversions, there were many influences, but the most influential one on this pioneer in the philosophical field of phenomenology um, was in fact the wife of a professor. In April 1917, she went to console Anna Reinach, whose philosopher husband had fallen in Flanders fields in November, 1970, in, in November 1917. So she went in April 1918, I think. And Edith, like others, found that rather than consoling Anna, they were consoled by her. Edith wrote, she evinced a power in her life that had transformed her grief. And Edith would later describe this as her first encounter with the cross and the divine power it bestows on those who carry it. Many very clever people become Catholics, but nobody lives as a Catholic without encountering Christ at every level of the human person. We cannot properly fall in love with an idea. That's actually just to fall in love with ourselves. We only fall in love with a person, and only people are worth dying for. And Jesus does not come to convert just intellects. He calls all of us to him, every aspect of our being. And so when asked teacher which is the greatest commandment in the law, he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and adds with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. Two other converts to Catholicism who have been sources of real inspiration for me are E.F. Schumacher, author of the famous book Small is Beautiful, but he's also a, well less, a less well-known but equally brilliant guide for the perplexed, and Lawrence Feingold, who is Jewish like St. Teresa Benedicta. And it's said that the experience which finally convinced the brilliant intellect of E.F. Schumacher that he must become Catholic long after his daughter had already made that leap, was watching a Franciscan priest purify the chalice with such care and devotion that he became persuaded in that moment of the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, not just in his head, but in a way which persuaded his whole person. And with Lawrence Feingold, after much study of the history of art and immersion in Italian cult culture, it was an experience of personal trial that brought him wholeheartedly to faith. He writes as part of a much longer account of his conversion, which I'd highly recommend on the website Hebrew Catholic. My increasing love for Christian art would not have led me to prayer and conversion without a personal trial. At about this time in 1988, my wife was pregnant with our son and was experiencing unreasonable anxiety with the pregnancy. 
At a certain point, she said she didn't want to live. This was the catalyst that God prepared for our conversion. I experienced my lack of inner solidarity with her difficulty, which made me reflect profoundly on the inadequacy of my love for my spouse and the inadequacy of human love in general. How much the human person cries out to be loved for his own sake, and how little I was able to do this for my wife. How could we have such a, how could we have such a desire for this love, I thought, if there is no God? If there is no God to love us as a father, then this thirst of the human soul to love and be loved is ultimately subject to frustration and absurdity. The beauty, he writes, of spousal love is that it so directly allows us to see the human person for who he or she is, tremendously vulnerable, tremendously worthy of love, holding a secret identity that only love can see and discover. What I saw on this particular day in 1988 is that the human person is more worthy of love than we are capable of loving. Therefore the thought came to me with great force that a God of love must exist who is capable of loving as the human person is worthy of being loved, and of course infinitely more capable. If there is no God who loves man with a perfect love, the human person would be absurd. Edith Stein took the name Teresa Benedicta of the Cross because she realized that there was no contradiction between the love of Christ and the cross. What was a scandal to some, a folly to others, for her could actually become a place of encounter with the living, loving God. And this was a truth that she did not just hold to intellectually in her writings, including the science of the cross, but that she would embody in her death as a martyr. Thank you.
This was a Radio Maria podcast. If you enjoyed it, do please click like and subscribe on your podcast provider or leave us a review. Every bit of feedback helps increase our visibility and allows us to reach more people with the message of Christ's saving truth. And if you don't already, you can listen to Radio Maria live either online or on DAB in selected regions of the UK. We'd love for you to call in live and be part of the conversation. See our website, radiomariaengland.uk, for more details and a full schedule of programmes. And do please consider making a donation so that we can keep making more programmes like this. We are completely dependent upon the generosity of our listeners.